What's up, everybody? This is Carmine Davis, and you are listening and watching The Carmine Davis Show. What the fuck is up, bitch? Uh, welcome to the show. If you're new, make sure you guys subscribe, follow, rate, and review the podcast. I don't give a shit about my health, okay? If you are a continued listener, you want to know weird stalker people, we'll just keep popping in, listening, and not hitting that subscribe button. You are fucking weird. Okay, go ahead and hit that follow uh, subscribe button, bitch. And while you're doing it, make sure you rate me five stars. I am a five star bitch. I'm um, gonna get into the show. My week has been pretty cool. Um, I want to apologize for all the technical difficulties. It feels like every week there's something going on with the show. Um, my audio interface last week just kept going, patching in and out of the uh, podcast recording. So the um. The Renaissance audio only uh, podcast from last week what had the audio coming from one ear. It was strange, but it was fixed. So make sure you guys listen to that. And then also my interface just kind of tapped out on me mid regular podcast. The audio companion sounds like it's coming from my computer because it is coming from my computer. <laughs> so this mic is today is here for decoration. It's not working. My interface is broken. I'm going to have to just go ahead and rip the audio from this video podcast. Um, the audio interface should be here tomorrow, but I need to record this shit today. Okay, and we're going to keep it rolling. Uh, it's all good. We're going to think positive. We're going to be optimistic, bitch. It's only ugly. Ne- uh, bitches are negative. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to keep it pushing. And I got a great show for you guys. Um, we're going to start off with our first hot topic from LuppyScott.com. This is some, my favorite shit. Okay. Real Housewives of Potomac couple, Real Housewives of Potomac couple, Robin and Juan Dixon obtained marriage license nearly three years after second engagement, bitch. Okay. So Robin Dixon and Juan Dixon might actually be getting married. Finally. The Real Housewives of Potomac star and former NBA player, both 43, obtained a marriage license on Thursday afternoon, the Howard County's clerk's office in Maryland confirmed to people exclusively. It's not even known when the couple will be saying, I do, according to the clerk's office. Couples with a marriage license must wait at least two days uh, after applying for their license to get married, meaning the Dixon's nuptials could be as soon as this Saturday today. Uh, that said, the certificate doesn't expire until February 2023, so they'll have some time should they be planning a fall or winter wedding. The marriage will be the second for Robin and Juan, and Juan Dixon, who were high school sweethearts. They first married in 2015 and welcomed two sons, Corey, 14, and Carter, 12 and a half, before divorcing in 2012. The pair famously continued to live together and even share a bed for the sake of their family. Cameras capturing their unique relationship in their first season of Real Housewives of Potomac, which premiered in January 2016. My kids, they didn't even realize we were divorced, Robin recalled in the video for Bravo's The Daily Dish. They didn't know we were had gone through a rough time. They found out a lot of stuff about our relationship and our family with the show because their friends are telling them. So then they come and tell us, so why this, why that? So I'd have to tell them, we're good, aren't we? We're good. Don't worry about that. I would find my castmates or the fans were more judgmental about my situation than us. She added, it's like we understood it. It's not for everyone to understand, but it's life for us. 
Slowly over the years, the pair rebuilt their bonds, with Robin revealing during season four that their relationship had turned a corner, and they are doing it like bunnies. Turns out, the backlash their unique relationship received from outsider viewers only bonded them more. The negativity from the show actually pushed us together. Robin said, it's like you want to have each other's back and you want to speak up for that other person. When you see how cold the world is out there, you're like, let me be the one that I know has my back. Let me be with the one who I know has my back regardless. Juan eventually popped the question in December 2019 during the holiday theme rap party for season five of the Bravo reality show. Sweet of the second time around. Thank you to everyone who loved, supported, rooted, and prayed for Juan and I. Robin wrote on Instagram after the happy occasion, we truly appreciate all the love and congratulatory wishes as we embark on Dixon's part due hashtag. Uh, For the second engagement, Juan, who is the current head basketball coach for Coppin State University in Baltimore, gifting Robin an oversized ring by jeweler Nicole Rose Copelman, the non-traditional ring features an, an emerald cut pink morganite center with a double diamond halo surrounding the rose scented rock. An untraditional relationship calls for a non-traditional ring. Robin explained on Instagram, I told a little birdie that if Juan ever proposed, I didn't want a diamond ring that didn't work too out too well the first time. LOL. I fell in love with the pink morganite stone because I wanted something with significance and meaning. Morganite represents unconditional love, something that our relationship exhibits and has relied upon. Since then, Robin has been slow to schedule her walk down the aisle, revealing in season six that she had postponed plans for a pandemic wedding, uh, a second wedding due to the COVID-19 pandemic. She and Juan also put their money into building their dream home where they moved last August. Looking back at it uh, all to, looking at looking back at it all to the Daily Dish in April uh, Robin said Juan said the divorce ultimately saved her and Juan's marriage. I really think that happened for us. She said, if we were still married, I would absolutely hate him. We saw the finale wedding coming. Someone check on Michael Darby. That's exactly who I was thinking about during the whole process because Michael is not okay. All right, so since this season, I actually, of uh, uh, the Carmine Davis show, I actually started watching Real Houses of Potomac. I have binged all the episodes and I cannot explain to you how everyone should see this shit. Okay. They are everything that I want in my housewives. They are messy. You get to see middle-aged women tear each other down. You hear me? Financial problems, uh, uh, issues with their relationships, mess just being brought up left to right but also a sisterhood somehow there like you get to see these bitches come up and you get to also see a lot of secrets and a lot of things that you probably shouldn't see but you're glad you did you know what I'm saying and one of those the perfect example is Michael Darby okay so Michael Darby is Ashley Darby's husband if you don't watch the show and if you don't watch the show and you want to watch it just go ahead and scroll on uh, this is about to be a lot of uh, spoilers, but if you need a summation of what's going on and why Michael Darby has anything to do with these, this white man has anything to do with these beautiful black couple, right? Michael Darby is married to Ashley Darby, who's like younger than her, uh, younger than him. She's like a really hot, uh, off kilter, really cool chick, right? 
And so she married Michael Darby. He they own a restaurant together. They uh, she mar- basically married Michael into money, right? Or she married Michael married her into money. In the process, Robin and Juan, while they were dealing with their own issues, Ashley always kind of brought it up, always made a count and made note that bitch, you are living an unhappy marriage. Mike Robin was living in the house with Michael, a loveless relationship, all for the sake of the kids. But in reality, I agree with Ashley when it came to this. Wouldn't you, the kids, benefit from a happier mom? Now, this show on brand would be on brand to call Robin Dixon a dumbass bitch, right? Like, Robin was sitting up to the... And then it came out that Juan was dating other people, allegedly. He was going out, seeing other people, doing other things, while Robin was sitting at home waiting on him. She never talked to other people. They were trying to force her to talk to other people. She wanted to stay true blue to Juan Dixon while he was out doing things, trying to figure out what he had going on. She was patient for him. So pause on that, right? These are people, Juan and and Robin knew each other since, like they said, they were high school sweethearts. Her family took care of Juan when his parents died, when they were like um, in their 20s or early, like like, late teens. And so Robin and Juan are kind of all each other know, you know what I mean? But in the process, you have to remember, and I tell people this all the time, when people marry young and they have children young, In your 20s and even your early 30s is when you find out the most about yourself. So when you choose to marry someone in your teens, your high school sweetheart, someone that you've dated all your life, people forget that there's a lot about each other you don't know because there's a lot about yourselves that you don't know. There are things that you never get the time to go out and figure out. Do you know what I'm saying? Because those are your years when you figure out yourself. Even chemically, it's true. You are changing, right? Even when you're in your 20s, people think that they're so grown. You're still a kid in your 20s. You're growing. You're you're changing. What you liked in your 20s or when you were 18 or all that is not the same thing you'll like when you're 35, 40, right? So when you are choosing to marry someone early, you have to kind of be patient with that person, which I understand with Robin. She has always been patient with Juan while he went out and figured out himself. She stayed with him in the sake of their marriage. But, like, let's keep it real. Juan is a Libra man, okay? So he he was going to go out and do what he wanted to do anyway. He was going to figure out and do what's right for him. In comes Michael Darby, okay? So they meet. <laughs> this is my theory, right? They meet up, okay, and they kick it off, right? Michael Darby has a paper trail and a reputation of being a sexual deviant. So on the show, he makes a drunken statement that he wants to suck Juan's dick, right? And who don't? I do too. You know what I mean? Like Juan Dixon is a fine Libra man, okay? So shout out to the Libras. If you're a Libra, tap in with me. Y'all know y'all some fine, especially a black Libra man. They tend to be very fine and they're very... They just have that thing, right? But the thing is, they also know it. So Michael and Juan are thick as thieves, right? It comes out that Michael said that um, Juan never really responded to it. He kind of laughed it off. But they only got closer. Michael, when rumors were going on that Juan was going to marry Michael again, 
I mean, Juan was going to marry Robin again or asked to marry Robin again. Michael was hell no about it. No, he's not. He wouldn't do that. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. They were like, why? What makes you think that? Like, why do you feel like he's not? I just know he's not. I know he's not. I mean, he's just happy with what they are. Like, why would he do that? So I went home like, what the fuck is going on? Chia, right? Like, how are you so sure, right? So, okay, moving on, right? Everybody else moves on and act like it's not happening, right? So you get to the point where I noticed that a lot of things have changed for Robin and Juan financially, right? I noticed that there's a checkered pass with Michael. This is a, just a theory. This is just a theory. I'm going to set it and forget it. I'm going to let y'all deal with it. It's probably, I'm going to say what a lot of you bitches are thinking. I noticed that when, during Michael Darby's time on Real Houses of Potomac, he used to deal with people who were in, he liked to fuck around and grab ass with men and women who were in a lower situation, whether it was a bartender, um, whether it was a cameraman, he was grabbing ass from the cameraman and sexually like coming on to them, making crazy statements Almost in the sense of, not, okay, almost in the sense of like, you know, you know, you know, you want this. And so I know personally that white men, powerful white men tend to be, to think that because they're financially secure, that they can get away with so much more. They can come and grab you. Uh, they can do certain things to you because they can financially take care of you, Right. So it's your choice. You can be like, nigga, get the fuck, get your bitch ass away from me, bitch. Or you can be like, you know, that's going to cost you. A bitch like me would have been like, well, uh, Michael, you better watch your motherfucking hands. You can't afford this shit. And if he could say that he could, you know, I'll give him a little look. I'll let him, you know, send him a little pictures. And that's what I think Michael and Juan are doing, right? I feel like Juan and Michael may have never even gone too far. Maybe a a touch here, maybe he lets, like, when Juan gets real drunk, right, um, Michael gets a touch in on thighs and all that stuff like that, and Juan probably just gonna sit there and all that. Do you get what I'm saying? But, like, in the process, Michael probably, Juan probably never has to worry about another fucking thing now that Michael Darby is in his life. That's all I want to say. That's all I want to say. And on top of that, I feel like, Robin is so cool. Robin is so in her own self. She said it multiple times that she did not care what Michael, I mean, what Juan was doing because she was focused on them, the mischievous ass two boys. They're beautiful kids, but them boys are a handful. And she got a business that she got running out. She a cast member. She's a star. Robin is a bad bitch. And she could only focus on her. She always gave Juan, Juan room to figure himself out, right? Whether, even if it meant she looked stupid. She always let Juan just kind of go out. And what you have to do when you're dating a Libra, which is hence why I never can make it with Libras. You're not going to sit around and do whatever you want around me. You're just not. <laughs> but I feel like, personally, Juan and Michael, there, there's something going on. Like, there is something going on. And Juan does not want that shit to be talked about. Him skipping on a reunions. Him... Um, skirting around the conversation about it. I know, and I feel like I know it because I've seen it and I've been there. Like when you're dating a very powerful, especially a white powerful man, it is 
kind of endless. There are no no's. So sure, he could date Robin's broke ass forever, or he could send feet pictures to Michael and get $2,000, $500 that's going right to the house. They're building this beautiful home, right? That ain't all Real Housewives of Potomac money, and it damn sure ain't coach money, okay? Leave a comment below if you feel me. If you're a Real Housewives of Potomac fan, if you understand what the fuck I'm talking about, okay? Um, I, I'm just going to be a Twitter poll this week. Do you feel like Real Housewives of Potomac, Michael Darby, and Juan Dixon have an arrangement? Or if their relationship is a little weird? Tap in with me below. Uh, I'm tapping with me and leave a comment or tap in with me on twitter.com slash Carmine Davis, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis, um, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show. And we're going to keep it moving. But that's my theory. I'm sticking to it. I want them to explore that this week, um, season. Stop letting that shit slide to the side. I'm, I want some motherfucking answers because it's a little too comfortable for me. All right, we're going to move on to the second hot topic. LovelyScott.com confirms Jesse Williams to rejoin Take Me Outcast for its Broadway return. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so the 2022 Award, Tony Award winning revival of Richard Greenberg's Take Me Out will play a return engagement on Broadway with Tony winner Jesse Tyler Ferguson and Tony nominee Jesse Williams reprising their performances. The rest of the cast will be announced at a later date, but who gives a shit, right? So, Second Stage's Tony Award-winning production was one of the most buzzed-about plays of the spring season, and its limited run was too brief to capture the interest and demand for tickets, said producer Barry Weisler of the play. Fran Weisler and I are so honored to serve as pinch hitters and take the show into extra innings. Very clever. Now, Take Me Out explores the story of a star baseball player who must navigate his career and personal life as a black gay man. In June, the play won Best Revival of a Play at the 75th Tony Awards. Ferguson also earned the award for Best Featured Actor in a Play. Wait. You mean to tell me Jesse Williams and all of that did not win a Tony? Okay, the play went viral after leaked images and videos of a fully new Williams on stage hit the internet. Despite attendees being required to lock their cellular devices away from the duration, uh, away for the duration of the play. I'm not really worried about it. I can't sweat that. We do need to keep advocating for ourselves. And it's wonderful to see a community push back and make clear what we do stand for and what we don't. The actor expressed of the violation. Consent is important, I thought. So let's keep that in mind universally. Basically, translation, you know, I mean, I ain't trying to get into all that, you know, y'all know what's up, I'm confident, you know, I mean, you know, y'all need to put that phone up, chill, 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 you know, you see the material, just come pick up your tickets, chill, like, basically, like, that's some player-ass response, I would be unnerved if people were leaking videos of me, but I also don't look like Jesse Williams, so... There's that. That was he's a beautiful man. Okay, so and he knows it. Uh, he continued. Theater is a sacred space, and everybody doesn't understand that. Everybody doesn't necessarily respect or regard that in a way that maybe they should or we'd like. 
Taking Out features our scenic design by David Rockwell, costume design by Linda Cho, lighting design by Kenneth Posner, and sound design by Michael Slawman. But who cares? Because Jesse Williams and that thing is going to be thanging come October the 27th at the Schoenfield Theater. I'm getting my motherfucking tickets. How much does it cost of VIP? Because I'm in that motherfucker. I want to see it. I want to see it. Full, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful man, beautiful black man, okay? That's all I can say about that. We're going to keep it moving. But before we do, if you just happen in, make sure you guys follow, subscribe, and rate and review this podcast. I don't do it for my motherfucking health. Are you going to go see Jesse Williams and that thing on uh, in Broadway, October 27th, 23rd? <laughs> I just missed the whole drop. October the 27th. Will you be there? Leave a comment below. Do you feel like that thing deserve a Tony? I, me personally, I wish I could go. I would go and grab a Tony Award if I knew who they were and sit it right there on it. Not that it was so big, but it just like, and it deserves it. He was, it was, it was beautiful from head to toe. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, mm. Like I said before, Jesse Williams, if you if you're watching this, I got your Tony. I'm sitting on your Tony. Come get it. Do you hear me? You don't gotta worry about nothing else. I'm your motherfucking Tony. I'm a walk-in trophy. Booyaka, booyaka. Don't even worry about it. Okay, we're gonna move on to the the final hot topic. This is something I'm really excited about. I'm um, again from lovebeescott.com. Alan McBeal's sequel series with a black female lead in early development at ABC Reports. Um, What's old is new again. I actually was just talking to my best friend about Alan McBeal because we were talking about how everybody's getting skinty, honey. Like, everyone is getting skinny. And that is the, like, thin is in again, like the early 90s. I said, girl, we need to call Calista Flockhart. You know, I want to get on my Calista Flockhart. Don't be surprised, bitch. You come on the show and I'm giving... (laughs) Very tiny, bitch. You know, because it's coming back. Put them BBLs up, bitch. Go and get um, a salmon, girl, and, and get, hit the Pilates studio three times a day, bitch. And don't eat nothing else, girl, because thin is coming back in. Um, and what is old is new again. A sequel to the 1997 series is in the early development at ABC, according to Deadline. After the legal drama, dramedy starring Calissa Flockhart in the titular role ended its five-season run at Fox back in 20, uh, 2002, reps for ABC and 20th Century TV did not immediately respond to people's requests for comment. From writer and executive producer Karen Gist, Grey's Anatomy, Our Kinds of People, Mike, the revival will reportedly follow a young black woman, hello, who joins the law firm from the original series or its current incarnation straight out of the law school. Um, the new character is believed to be the daughter of MacBeal's DA roommate, Renee Raddick, Lisa Nicole Carson, from the parent series. Flockhart 57 has reportedly been approached to executive produce and reprised her role in some capacity, although a decision is not expected until a script is completed. Creator David E. Kelly has stepped aside to let Gist helm the new series, Deadline reported. 
Um, Flockhart served in the original series as McBeal, a young attorney who takes a job at a prestigious Boston law firm with an overly sexual environment, where she ends up working alongside her ex-boyfriend, Billy Gil Bellows, and his wife, Georgia Courtney Tom Smith, the show features some of wild fantasy sequences from my Bill's perspective, as well as I mean, as she navigated through life, love, and some truly strange cases. News of the revival comes after Carson 53 opened up about her bipolar disorder to people in 2015, revealing that her several after several breakdowns, producers chose not to renew her contract in 2001. I cried for a week, she said. Just being at peace. Uh, just being at a place where I am healthy, excited about life, and auditioning is a joy. I feel very blessed, Carson added. Flockhart later showed her support telling people, I think she is brave for telling people her, telling her story. But then again, I always thought she was brave about everything. I love her truly, madly, and deeply. I love that. I love that. Make sure you guys click the links below. Read the description um, for the receipts and read these articles by yourself um, to get the real tea. I love that. And I'm excited about the reprisal of some of these 90s sitcoms and shows and dramedies. I missed those days, right? I was a baby when those shows came on. But thanks to Hulu and my auntie's VHS tapes, honey, I know what's going on. I never saw Alan McBeal, but I planned on it. I'm about to start actually watching on my friend Colby. And um, I love back in the day when bitches were actors. You know what I'm saying? They had a Fox show. They had a show on UPN, the WB bitch for your love, the Cedric the Entertainer show, the Steve Harvey show, um, Nikki Cox. You had also like Felicity, uh, Allie McBeal, Charm, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You have all these shows, right? With a cast of amazing actors coming and giving it their all. It wasn't about no... Instagram, Twitter bullshit. It was about a good script. If you did not have a good script, if you didn't have creative cult following, you could you were cut. You hear me? Bitches came in there to act, right? And I'm excited because I hope that it's gonna bring in a new wave of people watching shows about actors and lawyers and teachers. Bitches wanna be a teacher now. Bitches wanna be a lawyer, like on a teacher like on Abbott. Um what is the show? I should watch it. Um, Abbott Elementary, uh, when people want to be act a lawyer like Ally McBeal or all these things, like I hope that brings back that kind of movement. And I'm glad that shows like this are coming back and bringing real actors back. If that makes any sense. And even reading, like when I think about Calissa Flockhart, when I think about actors like that, it just makes me smile because them just used to work. Them bitches used to have the talent. They used to have to be good at what they did. And it just, like, and the fact that they didn't have that social media shit. I just was actually reading an article about how basically everybody at the Buffy the Vampire Slayer cast had gotten into it, pretty much. But we didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Because there was no social media. If you had a problem with a bitch, you, you talked it out, you argued, you slammed doors, you talked to your directors, you created a toxic work environment, and the next day you came in, you bought donuts and shit, you kept the show moving, okay? Like, not hopping on Twitter every second, throwing shade to Willow because she is the second cast member. You know what I'm saying? Leave a comment below if you understand what I'm saying. If you are excited about the 90s reprise, or do you think it's dead? Are you tired of it? Because in reality, let's keep it real. I mean, 
there's not any real shows, original shows anymore. You know what I mean? Like, all of it is reboots. But I'm excited about this reboot, and I love that it's going to be a sister. Do you hear me? Like, a sister attorney, bitch. Just as much as I love them bitches down at Potomac and Atlanta killing each other, I love seeing a um, uh, Olivia Pope. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the same time, I love seeing uh, uh, bitches winning. You know, sisters winning. But that's the show. I love y'all. It's kind of late here. Um, I will see y'all next week. I love y'all for supporting me. Um, I love y'all truly, madly, and deeply. I'll see y'all next week. Bye.